hi everyone welcome hello hey it's thursday and you know what thursday is beyond small talk ig live right here every thursday at the four o'clock eastern standard hour hello everyone and welcome to beyond small talk my name's jackie janick and i'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world and today you are watching beyond small talk Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And I am so, so excited to have a dear friend slash like just one of the most amazing, kind-hearted women inside and out and the wisdom and the insights that she's going to drop on us over the next 30 minutes is going to be insane, insane. Her name is Cynthia Santiago Barbon. And that is also her handle on IG at Cynthia Santiago Barbone. Cynthia is a happiness and purpose expert. She's a motivational speaker and creator of Dream Makers Academy. And guess what? Our topic of the day is Dream Makers. So excited to have her on. I even pulled out my dream making cup here. So we're going to get on with Cynthia and talk about Dream Makers. I see that she's on. Hi, Cynthia. Okay, let's get her on. Give us a second. And why? Think, do you have a dream? What is your dream? Do you have one? I see her. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. <laughs> Hi, Cynthia. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to be here. So good to see your beautiful face. Oh, my God. It's, it's been way too long. I'm so happy to I know. see you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, thank you for doing this and joining Beyond Small Talk today. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to see all of my fabulous counterparts doing their thing. It's like awesome. Talk about dream I know. makers. Oh, and I wrote and I like, you know how much I sincerely adore you and how I really feel like you've been a mentor for me for like years and years and years. <laughs> we go way back, everyone. We've sat in many women's circles together. I mean, it's been since like I even looked up the last time we sat in a circle when we did the facilitator training together. It was in 2013. I know. And like before that. So it's been a while. And I mean, just to see everyone from our past doing their thing, living their dreams. It's yeah, just, it's pretty it's awesome. So nice. Writing so, books, launching podcasts, doing <laughs> yeah, their coaching, their businesses, all kinds of things. I know it's fabulous. It really is oh it's so awesome so thank you I love that you launched a podcast I did I just launched my podcast on Saturday my birthday I like to launch things on my birthday as I say so my birthday was uh, October 10th so happy launched... birthday and, uh, you. and you are a Scorpio Libra Libra, Libra. Fa oh. a fabulous Libra <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we, um, so yeah, I launched uh, Dream Maker Circle, the podcast, and I'm pretty excited about it, where it was a soft launch just to get it out. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to be talking about Dream Makers, right? And one of the things that really I always talk about is the fact that in order for dreams to happen, we have to take action, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we have to have progress over perfection, right? Because we can sit with something for so long and be paralyzed by the fear, by trying to get it just right, by making sure every T is crossed and every I is dotted. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to put good work out in the world, but it can 
totally paralyze you to get caught up in perfectionism. And so I, I live by that rule for myself. And so I had this deadline set. I was like, October 10th, it's launching, whether it's perfect or not. It was not perfect, but it was good enough. <laughs> so we soft launched and we'll be doing a bigger launch in the coming weeks. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. And you know what? You're so right. Perfection is like the killer of dreams, literally, right? It really is. And that's what happened with this, my, you know, IG, this whole Beyond Small talk. I've wanted to do something like this for a really long time. And all the fear kept coming up. Like, mm -hmm. I trip over my words. I, I do it all the time. I know it about myself. I'm like, whatever. I'm not, you know, I can just get hung <laughs> up on like... <laughs> It happens, right? And then I get stuck on, I say Yachty's on, and she knows I get stuck on, like, colors or logos, and, like, it doesn't look perfect. I don't sound perfect. My hair's all screwed. And I'm like, you know what? I We have something to share and to give and to give our gifts, so screw it. Just go ahead and do it. Like, just do it. Just do it. And really, does anyone even notice so many of the errors or mistakes? I don't think so. You know what? Even if they but do, do they care? it... Yeah. Well, Jackie, you know what? I always say, even if they do, it just speaks to our humanity, right? And I know we're mm -hmm. going to be diving into some juicy topics, right, today. But yeah. one of the things about what I define as a dream maker is someone that is really willing to kind of just put themselves out there and go for what they want. And that means that we get an opportunity to model for others that it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Because mm -hmm. per like we talked about, perfectionism will kill the dream. And we're human. Who doesn't make a mistake when they speak, right? What I think we get, what I think we get challenged by is this idea of like we have to be like the anchors on television, you know, speaking perfectly with the teleprompter moving like really quickly and us reading the words really fast. And that's not real. I think people really want authentic now too as well. I, you know, I had a huge fear of speaking in front of people. I know you probably don't know that, right? I love no. speaking in front of people now, but I was terrified. I mean, terrified. Jackie, I used to like practically vomit before I spoke in front of people. That's how yeah. terrified it was. And it came out of a really bad experience of being in college with a very racist professor who made fun of me because I was from New York, because I had a New York accent, um, because I was Puerto Rican, like this whole list humiliated me in front of my classmates. And so from that point on, I was terrified to speak. That was a trauma, a racial trauma, yeah. right? And so I had to heal that and I had to do all this inner work around how do I appear to the world when what I was taught was that I wasn't good enough. The way I spoke wasn't mm -hmm. good enough. And then one day I was listening to somebody and I can't remember who it was because this was quite some time ago, but... <laughs> The speaker was talking about people don't care if you make mistakes. People don't care whether you do it perfect. People want to know who you are and they want to authentically feel you. And I thought, yeah, I think people can authentically feel me. All right, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was like kind of like my breakthrough moment, right? We have those breakthrough moments. And so even now to this day, I still have a little bit of nervousness before I speak. I think that's actually healthy. That means my ego's yeah. not getting too big, right? I still actually, you know, get a little bit stressed out. Um, all that said, I do it. I do it because I love it, 
because I do believe I have gifts to share with the world because I do want other women that look like me to see that it's possible, right? That at any age, at any time in your life that you can really go for what you desire. Yeah, that's huge. That is so huge. Being, and I think I agree with you, just being authentic, being yourself. Because even when, like, I see fakeness on TV or too much or, you know, during my day job, I'm a bit in that celebrity world. And I get to see, like, who they are behind the camera, in front of the camera. And I was like, you know, when I step up here, this is me in front or behind. Like, you can meet me on the street. And this is how I talk. And this is what I do. And I'm with my hands. I, I look like this. People are like, oh, you get dressed up. No, I generally enjoy wearing makeup and things like that it's not like I like I'm a girly girl when it comes to that I like it and I always see you you always like you put you just look so pretty and I was like that's not, I'm not ashamed that I like makeup and I love my gold hoops like I'm always in a gold hoop you know and that's just who authentically I am oh, <laughs> uh, like it just you feel, I feel different I'm like oh, don't mess with me with my gold hoops but um thank you for sharing that experience because someone did ask how did you conquer that fear and it just sounds like you know a mind shift understanding you're authentic and you're human and we all are yeah and just doing it you know i say the 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 only way through fear is to to actually do the thing you're afraid of right mm. in other words that's the only way to conquer it right if you get caught up thinking about it overthinking it then you may never do it because your mind will come up with a million and one reasons why it shouldn't and it's actually our brains a job and our body's job to keep us safe. So anything mm -hmm. that that is uh, fearful, our bodies will look for a way for us not to do it. Our brain, uh, you know, our mind will come up with a million reasons of why that don't do that. That's not safe. That's not safe. That the people got to make fun of you. They're going to criticize you. They're not going to think you're you're smart. Oh, you don't have enough degrees. You, you know, like it'll give you a whole list of reasons why you shouldn't do something. And then your brain picks that information up and it sends the chemicals out into your bloodstream and your amygdala fires off your fear, your fight or flight, all your anxiety mm -hmm. and, and, and worries. And sure enough, you'll be shut down. Your body will shut you down. That's why people talk about that paralysis that happens to them because mm. your body will either run, flight, right? It'll prepare yeah. to defend itself in some way, fight, or in some cases, it'll freeze the paralysis. And so the only way to overcome those things is to actually do them. And, you know, there's ways to start out small. You know, no one's telling you to jump in front of an audience of you know, 3,000 people, <laughs> your first speaking engagement, like, you know, in other words, maybe you start with a small group of people, you know, maybe you just start getting comfortable on um, video, you know, getting on Zoom calls more often, right? Like doing things, those little baby steps that lead to the bigger picture. Yeah, that's for sure. That is so true. Because usually people, I said the same thing, like, isn't uh, speaking in front of people like one, a lot of people have this fear of like, Oh, my God, I can't be in front of camera or how do you do it? Or why do you even choose to do it? Because my husband's always like, I don't know why you do that. And I said, because I generally, it's not that I love my face on camera, like staring at myself or even hearing my voice, because I just started hearing um, playback of the audio, because I'm making some nice clips and promo mm -hmm. clips and I was like oh is that what I sound like 
<laughs> like it, like it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. And then I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I just really fully like this is a dream for me. Like mm-hmm. I had this vision a really long time ago to be, you know, in these conversations with women, and um, and now doing it, I, I'm just like. It just feels good. So it's like getting over that fear and doing it. Mm-hmm. And why do you want to do it? Because like, it feels good. Like it really does. That's exactly it. Anyway. No, that's exactly it. I, you know, that's been my experience with it as well. Right. And, you know, I think it's also um, like, I call it this a soul calling. I think our mm-hmm. souls give us information about what we're here to do. And then it's this desire, this longing that we have to create something, right? We're all creators. We really are. Every Mm -hmm. single one of us walking the planet is a creator. And we do it in different ways. We can do it through motherhood. We can do it to creating businesses. We can do it through our jobs. But we are creators. That's what we're here for, to create what we desire and bring it into physical manifestation. So... Mm That longing, that desire that your soul keeps calling you forth is like, Jackie, Jackie, do the, do the, do that show. Like knocking. Do that, right? yeah. And it doesn't And if away. you look, it doesn't, it doesn't. And people, and I tell women this all the time, it won't go away. Like you have to eventually answer it. And when you're ready or not ready, just freaking answer the calling and see what happens. And then I like to say that you have, you actually are quite powerful and you could choose how you respond to it. You know, like I chose the form of, like how you said, bringing it into the physical manifestation. I wanted to share, I wanted conversations of women and I just happened to bring it into this this form of IG live doesn't matter why just is but then you you can choose the form you know so I like that and so how do you help women like say if someone says and in the beginning I asked do you have a dream does anyone come to you and say like I have no dreams <laughs> like yeah. does anyone ever say well, that like no do dream well, they, <laughs> really uh, yeah they don't quite say yeah. like that what they usually say is I don't know what I want or mm. I can't, you know, I, I really can't remember what I, what I dreamed about, you know, because I, I think a lot of our childhood, uh, our, a lot of our dreams come out of our childhood early on. Like, I remember, like, I don't know about you, but I remember mm. as a kid wanting to kind of have some kind of performance, like wanting to be on stage in some way. And I, you know, I did it through different means back then. You know, the way we work now is that that wasn't really in existence when I was a kid. But, you know, this idea of you sort of self-creating what you desire wasn't really there. It was like these more restricted avenues, right? And so it was like, be a dancer or be an actress, or right? Mm-hmm. But I remember yeah. that pull, that wanting to be in front of people. And I didn't know that this was what it what that pull was really about, the wanting to be in front of people to help them heal their lives, to help them get their dreams, to help them go after what they desire, right? But I I remember that as a kid. And so a lot of times we have inklings, we have like clues, I call it like the clues along the path that really show us what what we came here to do, what we came here again to create. But we can forget it. We can forget because we get caught up in life and we get caught up in, oh, I have to, you know, I have to get a good job and I have to pay my bills. And of course, those things mm-hmm. are important. I am not a person that says, throw everything by the wayside and, you know, just go off and, and you don't have a way to like clothe yourself and keep a roof over your head. <laughs> that, that's not wise to me, right? 
Um, I don't know how you go after your dreams under that much stress. That mm-hmm. said, I think that we all have the opportunity to really envision what we want. And so a lot of times when, when clients come to me and they say, I don't know what I want. I don't, I don't even, I don't know what my purpose is. I, the, one of the first thing I do is I take them back, back to what mm-hmm. did you like to do as a kid? What did you imagine? Like what, and we start getting the clues. Then oftentimes, and most of the time, there's, there's clues along the career you chose. Even if it seems like you're going far off left into a whole nother arena, the things yeah. you learned in that career, that job, whatever you chose to do to make a living is often informing what you're going to end up doing. And that's then, one of my favorite exercises too. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. And beyond mm-hmm. small talk people, if you're listening, she just offered you a tip of an exercise to do, <laughs> right? Like, <Yes. laughs> yeah, so kind of you to go back. Like that's one of literally one of my favorite exercises. Like, what did you like as a child? What did you like doing at five, eight, whatever, mm-hmm. 13 mm-hmm. years old. And one of my favorite jobs ever was I was um, president of my sixth grade class. And, um, <laughs> I love that. (laughs) Why I liked it is because I got to hold a gavel and I was able to call a meeting, right, and hit my gavel and everybody would get quiet and listen to me. And I thought it was like, but now I look back, I was like, what was I doing? But I can see why I like that. And like, the more I think about it, I was like, sometimes I do kind of like to hold, now I think, now that I'm thinking like on the spot, I like to hold space. I like to hold that it was a community and that space. Not that I just like gavel power, but like, (laughs) you know, so I think that's like an excellent tip. And if anybody wants to do that, like go back and think like, what did you do? What did you, why did you like doing it? Right. And, and those are little like gems that you can take throughout the course of your life to, I guess, help you figure out like, what do you, because you're right. As we get older and I'm 44, that a lot of life experiences have like just, made me question like why did you even like doing that that like I have to pay a bill like what what (laughs) happened to life like why did that happen to people as you grow up into adulthood it's like and I'm older so my parents didn't have that form of play anymore you know and then you kind of lose that yeah and I you know it's all about I think about increasing our joy too right Mm. sometimes even the things that putting that down you don't think are, you know, well, I can't make a living off of that, right? People will say that, but I can't make a living off of that. Well, can you incorporate that in a way in your life that's going to bring you more joy? Because the greater joy and happiness we have, the more motivation we have. And even that can start to bring in the clarity around what's next, right? If you're in a depressed state, if you're in a constantly in an anxious state, it is very hard to envision anything outside of what you're currently Mm -hmm. experiencing, right? Low energy, how are you moving on things? How do you even get into action on anything if your energy is so low and you're so unmotivated, right? The thing I hear a lot from clients is, I think I'm just lazy. I procrastinate a lot. And then when I start digging with them, I'm like, well, what do you do? And they're not getting up to anything in the morning that is bringing them joy. Mm. they're not doing anything that brings them joy 
they're kind of in a rut. They're just getting up, going to work. Nowadays, we're not even leaving the house to go to yeah. work. We're just going mm -hmm. to maybe the, <laughs> the desk that's in the bedroom or the next yeah, room, right? Right next to, yeah. And they're, right? And so what are they looking forward to? And so part of that is sometimes you just got to start with finding some joy again. Before you're even mm -hmm. like, what's my big life purpose? The big existential questions. It's like, <laughs> what do you like to do? Do you like to dance? Do you like to cook? Do you like to, you know, I've had clients who are, well, I always wanted to take a pottery class. Okay, well, let's go, go take the pottery class. Like that's your first assignment. What's keeping you from the pottery class? Oh, I don't know. I don't have time. I, okay, well, let's make some time. Where can we put it in your schedule? Where could you fit a pottery class, right? That's where we get very concrete and strategic, right? We take this, we take it out of the nebulous. I call it the, the nebulous up here, right? All the ideas, all the confusion, yeah. all the, I don't know where to go. And we bring it down real concrete. And it's like, okay, what's the first thing you could do? Okay, you want to take a pottery class? Here's your assignment. Go research for pottery class, find one you like, pay for it, put on your calendar and go to it. Mm hmm Right? And now she's sitting in the, in the pottery class. And whether she falls in love with it or not, it doesn't matter. Because what she did do was something for herself. Mm -hmm. And it feels so good to her that she did that. That's like, oh, well, what could I do next? Or, oh, right, this like is what else? Right? This is really amazing. Mm -hmm. Let me pursue it even more. Right? That's why the action piece is so critical in the dream dream making part of our lives because without the action nothing moves right yeah. Yeah. No, yeah and staying curious around that action too so we have a little group of former women that you know and we've been texting each other like little joys of the day you know mm -hmm. like because sometimes you feel like you know some days especially now it's you know you might be just like you said you roll out of bed there's your desk you don't interact with people so it's like where's your joy and even for me to hear other joy you know even if you're lost like I don't know what brings me joy but knowing that I have five other women on a text chain with me that told me their joy of the day I was like wait a minute we're still women oh <laughs> Sorry, Yadi, did I say? That <laughs> um, to hear their joy, I'm like, shoot, maybe I'm gonna steal one of their joys and, um, you know, and borrow it and try it out and be like, oh, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me borrow somebody else's joy right now. Or even celebrating <laughs> yeah. somebody else's joy can mm -hmm. make us feel good, right? This says yeah. a lot, I think, when women celebrate each other's accomplishments, joy, right? Like, we. You know, we've been taught to compete. We've been taught to knock each other over. We've been taught to criticize each other. We've been taught to nitpick about what's wrong with each other and what a different world we're creating now where we are celebrating each other, honoring each other, like really sharing in each other's joy, right? Like when I saw what you were doing beyond small talk, I was like, that is freaking cool. Yes. <laughs> and I was like so happy to see it because I knew, I knew you and I knew that mm -hmm. that probably was on your plate, right? Something yeah. you had been wanting to execute on, right? Something you wanted to yeah. make happen. But then I loved the name of it. Like just, I was like, Oh, I wonder how she got the name. That's so cool. Like I just started like having this whole process of celebration for you. And in that process, 
then somebody might celebrate me as well. And we continue to mm -hmm. celebrate each other and, and, and lift each other up because that's what we need to do. We don't need to be in competition. There's more than enough to go around. There really this concept of, of scarcity is one that we've been taught that is so completely wrong, right? There's more than enough clients and more than enough people. There's more than enough everything that we each one of us needs to have our dreams. And so yeah. I never have to feel like, oh, Jackie did that. And now mm -hmm. I can't do it because Jackie did it. I, I, never have to, I never have to have that thought. Instead, I can be like, yeah, Jackie did it. Oh, maybe I could go do it too, right? Like that's kind yeah. of what happens for people. Maybe, oh, well, if so-and-so could do it, right? Because we're not celebrities. We don't have millions of dollars. And yet we're living many of the dreams that we desire for our lives. And we're finding ways to do that. For sure. And I love celebrating other women. However, I don't think it always happens. Um, so that is like the message that I really wanted to even get further with you is that you talk about that a lot. And that's what you live. Like you live it. I believe I live it too. That this is why I only work with women and have women on because I just want to support women and promote them. But I don't always feel that it happens and particularly for me it's been experienced like in the workforce you know in the workplace or something like that like I feel like that's one of the barriers of you know of making your dreams a reality and bringing it for to fruition so what do you what would you say about that like you say celebrate others how if yeah so you know listen I think we I think everything requires intention Right. I can sit around and be like, well, I don't know any women like that. I don't know any women that celebrate other women. And, you know, women are catty. Or I could be I could I could go there. Right. Or I could say what is possible? What is possible if I feel like I'm able to celebrate women? What is possible if I started looking for other women that do that as well? Right. I think that's mm -hmm. some of what like when we were in that in the coaching groups together, like that, mm -hmm. I mean, that was a like an experience right? where women were like coming together, total strangers in these cohorts and starting to learn about each other's dreams, starting to support each other, starting to support each other through the pain, the grief, the struggles, the challenges, right? Along with the celebration. And that was something that I was at that point in my life really looking for. I was like, where are the other women that think like me, right? That are, you know, similar minded in that. And as soon as I put that intention out in the universe, it came back. Suddenly, I literally got a call and was like, hey, have you thought about this group? I was like, what group is that? <laughs> and, and like, then, you know, the rest of it took, took off. And so how many other things can you create like that in your life? Once again, right? But we, we have to be intentional, Jackie. That's the thing. I think a lot of people kind of, mm. for whatever reasons, they haven't healed enough. They've experienced a lot of trauma. They haven't been taught. They haven't maybe been in the right, right haven't had access to certain things and resources that they don't even know that. They don't know how super powerful they are and how much they, if they set the, even just the intention and then start to take small actions, how quickly their lives can change. And I watch this all the time with my clients. Like, 
complete like transformations within like weeks because that that move of taking even your own money to invest in a coach that sends a signal out into the universe and says, oh, she's serious. She's putting some money down mm-hmm. for this, right? Then that, that guidance and following that guidance and the taking actions, it starts to move things and energy starts to get generated. So, you know, I have a lot of women that come to me and they'll say, but I don't know other women like me. I'm like, well, okay, let's, let's go online. Let's start finding some things. There are, trust me, there are women out there. Some of my closest and dearest friends at this point in my life are women that I've met in the last 10 years since I started exploring this other side of myself as a businesswoman, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. And I know so many amazing women now. And it's been such a powerful experience to know that, yeah, no, I'm actually not alone. There's actually a lot of us out here. Mm. And I like putting the intention behind because there's like intentions for me on beyond small talk and, you know, what's going on in the world right now. I've always had the intention to surround myself with diversity and different and women of different backgrounds and different sexual orientations. And Mm -hmm. I've always had this intention, but I think. You know, even when starting Beyond Small Talk, when I had a list, like I made a list of all my um, co-hosts and I had like who I think I can call and say, yes, big dream ones, you know, mm-hmm. you were on my list. You were on my, <laughs> my dream. Like, I think she'll do it, you know, and I had that list. And then, you know, we all know what's been going on in the past few months. And I'm sure, I don't know if anyone who um, Beyond Small Talk listening knows some other big time coaches out there, you know, got hit because they were stifled women of color and black women they really was just not I don't know so when that started I went back and I checked myself and I was like let me check myself here and when I looked at my list I said because I've been living in that intention of surrounding myself and educating myself and being with diversity for so long that my list was diverse you know, Mm -hmm. and I was just so, so happy. And now I do know that I can absolutely do more and be a bigger voice. But intentions are so powerful and what the energy brings for it because I've been asked how do you get all these co-hosts your co-hosts are diverse I said I didn't start this yesterday (laughs) this has been like uh, intentional and something Mm -hmm. that I've always wanted because I don't want to sit in a room with people that look like me from the same experiences from me. I have learned so much being like in a room and that's why the group that we were in together, that's why I just literally thrived off of it because everybody was represented there. Different Mm -hmm. ages, like we all came from different places, but we all had the same like common um, heart and energy and mindset around it. So do you see like uh, that has been a barrier to some women to fulfilling their dreams? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a barrier anywhere, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I always say, like, I'll say to white women a lot of times, like, you don't even know what you're missing out on by not being in community with us, right? And, mm-hmm. like, seriously, because that, I, I think, you know, women of color, black women, and we, we bring another perspective. And that perspective doesn't get learned when you're only with white women. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. So like, you've been super intentional about that. I've known that about you a long time. And we've had some pretty mm-hmm. powerful experiences ourselves mm-hmm. around like, 
challenging racism and what that, you know, what that means. And I always say I like to do it from a place of love, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be tough love <laughs> because <laughs> we have to speak truth to, uh, we have to speak truth. We have to speak truth. Mm -hmm. And until we recognize the beauty of all and the, and the, the beauty in diversity and we're, we're missing out. We're missing out on a lot of goodness and a lot of richness. And, you know, one of the things I love about you from the beginning is that I could tell that you were like actively working on that. And I say, to, I say all the time, self, you know, we talk about self-development, right? We've been, we've been moving in the self-development world for many, many years. And you talk about like having a consciousness to something, right? What's your consciousness mm -hmm. around abundance? What's your consciousness around um, how you do business? Well, what's your consciousness around race? Mm -hmm. That doesn't get taken off the plate, by the way. Because if you have no consciousness around race, then you are then acting in behaviors that you have not looked at you have no awareness of, and you may fact be enacting and replicating systems of oppression that you, do, you say you don't do, but you, didn't, you haven't done any work in this area. So how do you know you don't do it, mm -hmm. right? It's like yeah. everything else. And so there's an awakening that has happened. I hope it's an awakening that lasts and it's not just some trend. <laughs> But you, I mean, we talk about 2013 and even before that, you were looking at that in your life, right? And, and, and you were putting work into it and it's inner work like everything else. The ability, 100%. right? Mm -hmm. The ability to see people beyond the color of their skin or the texture of their hair, or what their features look like, and to be able to see how more alike they are than you, but also celebrate that they're different from you, that's work, because this system itself was not created that way. For hundreds of years now, this system has wanted us all to say that white is better, mm -hmm. <laughs> that it's superior, mm -hmm. and that we should all be living a certain way. And if it's not that way, then it's inferior. That's literally what we've all been taught. Mm -hmm. And now and a, there's a huge pushback. And there's always been a pushback. There's always been the freedom fighters. There's always been the activists. There's always been the people that have been like, no way, that's not truth, right? But now there's more people doing that. And there's probably more white people doing it than before. And the question is, can, can white people sit in the discomfort of the work? That. Because it's hard work. It's not easy work to hold that mirror up and be like, oh, God, I think that about people of color. Oh, yep, that's what I grew up in. Yep. Even for me, <laughs> even for me, right? Like, we, we, people of color, black women, all of us, we did not escape white supremacy. Right? The texture of our hair, the shape of our nose, the color of our skin, whether our hair was good hair or bad hair. Like, but, we grew up in all of that madness. Colorism within mm -hmm. my community, like within the Latinx community, is horrific, horrible to this day. So we all, we all have the opportunity to say, how, how deep can I take this work so that I make it a better world? 
so that when I meet people, I'm not assuming that there's something that they're not just because they don't look like me or because their skin is dark. And what opportunity do I have here to really get to know somebody? And until we are intentional about that, which unfortunately, you know, we're going to be beyond small talk here, right? Is that mm -hmm. a lot of white people don't do that. Mm -hmm. They don't reach into our communities to do that. And when they do do it, it's often to co-op things. Right? So that's what, mm -hmm. that's what we have to start looking at, right? Like, don't tell me you love black people, but meanwhile, you never have, you've, you, you don't interact with black people except to hire them to clean your house. Like, that's not loving <laughs> black people. My grandmother always said, I have a black friend. I said, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you have a book. Exactly. And I've asked women that, white women, how many people, who are you surrounded around? You know, like literally, who are you surrounded around? And this is no judgment, and I'm not throwing shade at you. It's just starting there with the intention to choose to educate myself and put yourself in, like you said, it's, it's going to get uncomfortable. No one's saying that this is not going to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And again, beyond small talk, Cynthia literally educated me in 2013 around white privilege and how to have the conversation where she said tough love. That was exactly what she gave. However, I was just in awe about the love that came out there wasn't the anger there wasn't like and I get it why people I'm not criticizing anger but how you came into the group and held this space and educated the white women in this space was just phenomenal because it came from a place of love and that mm -hmm. I've taken with me now seven years later I still talk about it and mm -hmm. I still <laughs> thank you and I always say shout out to Cynthia for <laughs> lit for legit and yes I was older and I was in my 30s and I should I'm just happy I was in the right that place at that time willing to sit in that conversation so thank, thank you for that. Aww, you're welcome. It was Ugh. my pleasure. I mean, I listen, I what I want, right? And I and I get mm -hmm. back like to the to the dream. My big dream yeah, is which, a world yeah. that is equitable and just for all people. That is my biggest dream. That if there was one thing I could have before I left the planet would be to see that. I don't know if that's going to happen in my lifetime, mm -hmm. but I am always pushing for that. How do we make a world where everybody, every individual, every person has the right to go after their dreams, has the accesses and resources to do that, has the access and resources to do that, and has the confidence because the world says you can, because everybody is cheering you on and rooting you on, and there are no barriers for you because of the color of your skin to be able to have that. That's why it, it really it has driven me for the past, I don't know however many years I've been doing this work, that is like, what is under the core of that? That push that's for social justice. Because if you want your dream, I want you to have it, Jackie. If the next person next door wants their dream, I want them to have it. I want my dreams. Why wouldn't I want everybody else to have their dreams? And it should never, and no one should ever have to be like, oh, you can't have your dreams because your skin is dark. What kind of madness is that? That is so like, mm. I, like talk about psychosis. To me, that's the major psychosis in the world. That some people actually came up with this idea that only a few people should have their dreams. That's not even like 
if we talk about God, universe, that's not even the, the God's way. Mm. And yet some people really believe that they have more right to it than others. That's complete, utter madness. And so, you know, I, everything I do, every person I work with, every thing I launch is really with this, this idea behind it, this mission to drive everyone towards this idea that they have the right to live their best life and that there's a way to do it, even if the system is trying to keep you from it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your dream with me and Beyond Small Talk. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And there's nothing to add to that. You would just like thank you for your dreams and for helping others pursue theirs. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. It's been and a pleasure. Thank you. Always. And thank you, everyone, for joining Beyond Small Talk. Um, every Thursday at the four o'clock hour. And if you want to re-catch this play, because there was a lot of tips that Cynthia gave us today. Thank you for that. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts and go to Beyond Small Talk or Spotify. I'm on both. Yay! And catch Cynthia also at your website. Would you like to talk uh, quickly your website? Yeah, Cynthia Santiago Borbon. That's my name. My Just my full name. <laughs> full name. And I'm also on Apple and Spotify on the Dreammaker Circle. The Dreammaker Circle podcast. Follow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.